Hey everyone, Joel Johnson here for another episode of the Rainmaker Evolution podcast. And what I wanted to talk about today is our sales process. And I don't want to give you words or language to use. That's not. We're not going to talk about the uh, client-facing part of the uh, process, how to say the right thing at the right time or how to overcome objections and so on. I want to talk about our mentality going into the sales process. I don't care if you're dealing with somebody that has a $50,000 CD coming due and they want to know what to do with that to be able to earn a little bit more interest but keep the money safe versus uh, somebody that's a $20 million net worth uh, prospect. We had a $25 million net worth prospect come uh, in the other day from an Internet lead of all things and uh, how to deal with that person. And the key is that everyone wants to have some kind of a problem solved. I don't care if you're, I mean, think about it. Don't even think about our financial services business, but think about the furniture industry, the car business. Uh, think about uh, when you're uh, finding an SA tutor, uh, SAT tutor for your high school student, or um, just maybe when you're uh, trying to buy a new TV at Best Buy or something, there is some problem. It might not be a huge problem. Maybe we don't even want to call it a problem, but there's some inefficiency in our lives. There's some problem that wants to be solved. And you need to focus your sales process on problem solving. I know everybody knows this. I know it's cliche. I know we've all gone to the sales trainings and we've heard this, but don't forget it. You've got to focus your sales process on problem solving, digging out what problem that a prospective client thinks that they have and then answering the question, are you the person that can help them with that and keeping things simple in that area. So let's just talk about somebody that has a $25 million net worth, and that is not our market. As you know, in starting to come to my Rainmaker uh, coaching groups and mastermind groups, uh, you know that we deal very much with what we would call the middle-class millionaire, that person with between $500,000 and $1.5 million saved for retirement. Uh, those are the folks we're dealing with. But from time to time, we have a high net worth prospect come in. And some people are not able to function well in those appointments because, yes, the conversation is a little bit different than with somebody that's got a half a million saved for retirement. But where the conversation is the same is everybody has some kind of a problem they're trying to solve. They either aren't where they want to be in some area of their lives or there's a pain point in their lives. And if we can walk into our sales meetings, if we walk into our customer review meetings, if we walk into our employee review meetings, if you walk into any meeting with the attitude of how can I solve the problem that is bothering this person the most and then asking the question, can you solve it, first of all? And then secondly, how can I make that person uh, feel better about it and how can I make that person's life better in that area? And do it in almost an unselfish way. Uh, don't do it saying, well, I have to get paid for everything I do. Uh, don't do it saying, oh, this person isn't worthy of my time. Once you're in the meeting, give 100% of who you are as a human being to that meeting in service to the other person. So we ask a lot of questions during our sales process. The beginning of our sales process and the beginning of our uh, customer reviews and client reviews and so on is all about asking questions. How are you doing? Tell me what's going on in your lives. Tell me about the family. Is there anything that if we could wave a magic wand right now that you could solve? Is there any area in your life that you're just, you feel hopeless in? Uh, you feel like uh, there's no solution to this issue. And if there was a solution to this issue, um, you would take it, but you just feel like you've explored all the areas and that 
certain area of your life and, and there's no solution to it. Ask those kind of questions. Be willing to serve. Be willing to relax in appointments and focus completely on the other person and their needs. I know for some of you this may be sounding cliche. I'm sounding a little bit like Stephen Covey. Uh, serve first before you expect to be served. Solve other problem, people's problems first. But there's so much truth to this, which is why some of the best business writers and psychologists and life coaches talk about this all the time. How can you create mass of value for somebody else. So whether it's that $20 million person that comes in and is upset because they had a 187-page statement from the trust department at the trust company they were dealing with and they didn't want all that nonsense, they just wanted it simple, uh, that's what that person wanted. They wanted simplicity. They, they actually wanted to know with $20 million net worth, could they take $600,000 out, out a year as income and not run out of money? They, they actually wanted to know that. They were working with a company that I don't want to mention on this podcast, but every one of us would know, the trust department of a certain company, and they didn't have that simple question answered because they were dealing with a bunch of people that thought like employees, that don't think like stewards of their own wealth, that probably aren't as wealthy as the client or are even um, you know worth one or two million dollars and couldn't even relate to the person. So they had never had that simple question answered. Hey, I got $20 million. Can I take out you know, that was their question. Can I take out $50,000 a month and not worry about running out of money? And we all know, of course they can. So think about the problem that they wanted solved. They wanted simplicity. They wanted reassurance. They wanted confidence that if they took that income out, they wouldn't run out of money. That's the same problem that somebody with very little money has, isn't it? So learn how to ask those questions, to sit in those meetings and be totally present. If you can exercise being totally present in a meeting, not being in a rush to get to the next meeting, not having the attitude that this person is not worthy of my time, not having the attitude that because they have family problems or their son or daughter is on drugs or alcohol or that they've been married and divorced four times, you know, not having those judgmental thoughts, but just honestly sitting in an appointment saying, I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes to an hour with this person. I don't care how much or how little money they have. I don't care how uh, unsophisticated they seem. I'm just here to serve them. You will be amazed at the way your business will take off. You cannot outgive God. And uh, I don't mean to get religious on you here, but that's just a saying I love. You can't outgive God. And how do, we, uh, how do we give? How do we give, give, give? We give to other people. Give to other people and serve other people. So think about next time you go into a sales appointment, next time you go into a client review, how can I serve the person across the table from me. A couple little tips. Number one, be totally present in that meeting. Make sure you take a couple deep breaths before you walk in that door and just focus yourself on that person 100% of the time. Uh, another t uh, tip number two would be, is there a problem you can solve right now? Sometimes there's a small problem you can solve in that first meeting that will create momentum in the relationship. We talked a lot about momentum, and I'm going to talk in further podcasts about momentum in our business. But there's momentum in relationships, and sometimes just creating that one small win can set up the momentum. So maybe they have a big problem, they need a total full-blown financial plan, but they also just want to set up uh, maybe $5,000 college savings plans for their grandkids, and, and, and you're going to help them do that. We know you're not going to make a lot of money setting up three or four or $5,000, 529 plans for grandkids, but do that. Think about how they would feel if you said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, we're going to get together two or three times after this because I want to solve these big problems that you have, but I want you to leave here. You could actually leave here today with one thing that you said was important, and we 
we can just take care of it with about 10 minutes of paperwork, and that's setting up some college savings plans for those three grandkids of yours. So if you want to, if you have your checkbook with you, if you could write three $5,000 checks, you can leave here feeling good that those college savings plans are set up. Does that sound good to you? And get some momentum going in the relationship. What an awesome way to serve somebody. What an awesome way to say that you're there to help them, even in a way that you're not going to make a lot of money on, because they know you don't make a lot of money setting up $15,000 worth of accounts. Um, But then think about the precedent it sets for the relationship, that you are there to serve them, that you listen to them and what they cared about. Tip number three is learn how to move people forward to make positive decisions that they really want to make without feeling salesy, without applying that salesman-type pressure. And the way to not apply salesman-type pressure is to make sure you really are trying to do the right thing, giving them time to breathe in the appointment with pauses and so on, and then persuading them using their own words to solve the problems that they want to solve in an unselfish way. That takes a little more time than the first two things I mentioned. Um, But you need to learn how to get good at this. And I think one of the keys is being totally unselfish. Um, If I was presenting a coaching program um, to, let's say, Merrill Lynch, I was going to go in there and try to uh, create a coaching program. I was going to sell it to Merrill Lynch. Uh, I know the best way I can sell that program is to not worry about getting paid for it, to not worry about what a bunch of corporate suits that have never sat across from a client um, think about my program. I know the best way for me to add value. Now, they might not buy it, but the best way for me to add value is to figure out how can I solve the biggest problem that a financial advisor or stockbroker at Merrill Lynch has. And that is what? Having enough conversations with qualified prospects. How do I solve that problem? If I build my whole coaching program, I'm trying to sell the Merrill Lynch around that. And by the way, I'm not trying to do this. I'm just giving you an example. Then I am going to, number one, have the best probability of actually selling that program And number two, if I do sell that program and I get Maryland to write a check, when I get in front of the brokers, I've done it the right way and I've figured out how to solve their problems. Well, take that approach with your clients. Take the approach of, I want to figure out what the number one problem that they have is and how do I build the relationship around that. And then look for those little things you can get some momentum on and Number one, remember number one, be totally present in that appointment. So I hope this helps you, uh, this little commentary. I want to keep giving you tips every week or two uh, like this to fire you up. I'm so excited about you uh, being in uh, part of this uh, Rainmaker Revolution where we're trying to build better businesses for ourselves so that we have a better quality of life, so our families have a better quality of life, and we have a great impact on those around us, and we will be remembered someday for changing lives. Thank you.